कहते मुझे अपना बना लो सब कहते सब कहते सब कहते Paul, make me your own. Everyone calls you the gracious one. Okay, Kevin. Well, well what, I, what I was thinking, Kevin, you can introduce yourself with a, a song or two, and then, uh, and then you can tell us your story. two short songs because I sprained my finger yesterday. This next song most of you have heard before. This was a song from uh, the early days and I, it also is a reminder of when I was initiated here by Sanchi in Yellow Point in 1977, those many years ago. I remember uh, at the time there was this little contingent of people that were going from cabin to cabin, waking people up at three o'clock in the morning. Um, and I seem to remember there was somebody with a little bell, someone with the guitar, and someone with like a little bongo drum. And, um, and they were singing this song. <laughs> Sound of the sad guru calling, come my children home. Hear the sound of the sad guru calling, come my children home. In the sweet ambrosial hours, Simran Bhajan do. Keep your mind in sweet remembrance, Kirpal Singh loves you. Keep your mind in sweet remembrance, Ajayab Singh loves you. Hear the sound of the sad guru calling, come my children home. Hear the sound of the sad guru calling, Come, my children, home. In the sweet ambrosial hour, Simran Bhajan do. Keep your mind in sweet remembrance, Kirpal Singh loves you. Keep your mind in sweet remembrance, Ajayab Singh loves you. Yay. <laughs> That's right. So, just, I was going to, we were, 
when, when we were asked to uh, talk about... Uh, I guess we can put the mic... Yeah, you, why don't you do that, Steve? I just feel kind of moved in some ways just to, it was partly just how you came to the path as well as um, just being initiated here by Sanchi in 77. I remember in some ways what just really woke me up to the path or just got that kind of inner voice kind of kindling I was. I had this uh, English literature teacher in grade 12 and there was this one afternoon in grade 12 where he said he was going to read this this passage of poetry and it was uh, just four lines which was uh, to see a world in a grain of sand and heaven in a wild flower to hold infinity in the palm of your hand and eternity in an hour and that really struck me and uh, he asked you know who in the class was kind of moved by that and I put my hand up and there was about four girls who put their hand up and then he sort <laughs> of felt like the odd one out but then he said it was this was about mystical experience and that it happened more to girls than to boys and then it just started a whole discussion of mysticism but that got me into really uh, exploring the poetry of William Blake and then and then uh, sort of fast forwarding from there, um, back in 1977, my full-time job was being a, in an English folk band, and so I was living in this house in Victoria with the other band members, and uh, I'd been reading the uh, the books of Kirpal Singh uh, for several years, and was making sure I was going to satsang every Sunday. Even if I was staying up late, I'd just stay up all night and go to satsang early in the morning. <laughs> um, but then hearing that uh, Sanchi was coming to, uh, to Yellow Point Lodge, um, I came up and then heard uh, a couple of his satsangs at the time. And, um, and it was kind of a, a very different experience for me. Uh, not, I mean, other than going to the Victoria Satsangs. And then I uh, went to see Russell and then proceeded to tell him all the reasons why I couldn't be initiated. Yeah. You know, I'm in this band and I think I had a couple of beers in the last month and I think I'd had, a, you know, a, an omelette. <laughs> and um, so anyway, I was just telling him that, you know, I, I know I can't be initiated this round. I, I'm, I'm, I'm a lover of Kerpal. And, uh, and, and then he said, well, then he, then, and he smiled, that smile that only Russell can smile. <laughs> and he said, uh, you know, as a, I don't see why you couldn't be initiated. Uh, um, and I think it was like two days from then. And so I, I was kind of in in shock at that point because it sort of felt like a comfortable distance even though I sort of wanted to be initiated. Um, so I went down to Victoria knowing that I was going to be initiated here. At least I was given the, uh, the approval. And, um, and this was after um, when Russell sort of kind of gave the first approval then I think a number of us went to see Sanchi and then he kind of was was seeing the people that that were going to be initiated in a couple of days. So I I hitchhiked back down to Victoria, and uh, I remember uh, being in the house and then doing the the dishes at the time, and hearing this Moody Blues song, which was and the, the song and I'm never gonna lose your precious gift, and. I mean, it, was, it wasn't just the song, but I just felt this wave of mm. grace, whatever it was, just completely just kind of entering into me, just sort of felt like I was being completely cleansed or something. It was hard to kind of put words into it as to what, what that experience was, but it just felt like it was this incredible feeling of grace coming through, and I just wept and just uh, just felt completely overcome. And then, uh, 
And then I just remember coming up for the initiation. Sanji was sitting right where you're sitting right now, <laughs> actually just in the, in, the, in the same spot, and Russell was giving the instructions. And it was, you know, basically my first experience of seeing a Satguru, just uh, when he was just sitting cross-legged and white and just, just full of just that, that, that grace, but just that, that light, the radiation, just uh, it, was, it was kind of hard to believe it was real. Um, when you see a Satguru for the first time, just uh, just the the radiation, just just um, that that I felt emanating from him, and it, you know there was that whole thing in, 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 at that time of just being initiated and and people talking about their experience of um, what they may have experienced inside, and at the time I just felt so full of just. Uh, I'm just the the great great blessing of um, of being initiated, certainly in this place, but just being just a few feet away from from your master in the physical body. Um, I think we all realize now, especially, just what an incredible blessing we have all had. To uh, to have the experience of being with uh, Sanchi for the time that we were able. I think that's that's great good for me. Thank you. Well, Teresa got me up here uh, a few years ago and. Some of you may have heard some of this before, but um, I'm not sure exactly what I'm going to say, but I'm going to keep it a little shorter. Um, growing up, I, I think most of us were you know, pretty mental uh, in the sense of going to school and getting all involved with that. And um, the idea of spirituality really, you know, never really came to me in the Christian tradition. Um, but I remember once, um, I must have been pre-teen, a summer camp in, uh, in Vermont, and uh, went out on the dock one night, and all the, all the stars were out. And I just, I'd thought about this before, but it just hit me about, you know, what is this existence? Why are we here? What's the purpose of life? What's this rock, you know, huge rock of, of with, with water on it floating around in a huge infinite vacuum? And it just um, struck me that there needed to be something, something more than just this um, existence. And I remember also uh, my high school buddy was a physics major and went to college. And I remember discussing with him once um, his view, and it was like, okay, well, it's all just random. And I said, well, that's that's not it. It's not just all random, you know, atoms bumping against each other. Something more than that. Well, I graduated from college. I came out to the West Coast and um, grew my hair long, and it was the '70s. And. Um, I started, uh, you know, away from my East Coast college mental upbringing, and we started dabbling in, you know, Sufism and uh, Vipassana and Buddhism and going to various uh, presentations and getting a feeling for that there are a lot of views of the world and why we're here and what we're doing. But nothing really stuck, stuck, if you will. And uh, I was eating at the Golden Temple restaurant, uh, vegetarian restaurant run by the uh, 3HO um, Yogi Bhajan people in Seattle. And a friend of ours worked there, and he was off work, and he came up and said, Hey, I just, I just got initiated by by the Satguru and you know this is the real thing 
this mm-hmm. this is the you just should check into this and it kind of stuck on me I thought hmm but I kind of like to do things on my own and check things out on my own and not get all excited about things so it was very interesting to find some of Kapal's books in the uh, University of Washington library and various bookstores so I started reading and I just kind of read everything I could get my hands on I said hmm I've been a vegetarian for quite a while that's pretty easy um, but uh, part of it also was the whole explanation of of existence and that the way to transcend if you will is is with the master and uh, so I looked at the front of the book and it said Sampani Ashram New Hampshire so I write a letter and say uh, Kapal had already left the body I said is there uh, a successor and I got a, a wonderful letter from Judith Perkins back and said oh yes um, this was 1976, I believe. I'm not very good on dates, but said, "Oh yes, um, uh, uh, there is a successor, and he's coming uh, this summer or next summer, whatever." But um, Russell's sister, Helen, uh, is giving satsang in Seattle. Uh, here's her phone number. So I call up Helen, and I started going to satsang, and. Um, and Santi was coming that summer, and we did a lot of seva in preparation for that. And um, I wasn't able to go back to Sampani Ashram because he was there a whole month before I came out to the West Coast. Um, but I planned on going, getting initiated, and going on the tour after that. And uh, I think this uh, was really special because. Uh, Sanchi came out and did a whole week here, and then he did a whole week in Surrey, but he came here first. And um, I, a lot of you perhaps remember, I had a very long hair and a beard and drove around in a VW bus. And and, uh, a lot of the um, initiates and and pre-initiates, I mean, this grounds here could only hold so many people so a lot of them stayed in the campground down the road the four, four all seasons and Sanchi actually went down there I think he gave a satsang and some children's satsangs down there and my little seva was driving people back and forth up and down the road and, um, and I have to admit I don't remember a whole lot about that week it was, it's pre- it was pretty um, uplifting if you'd say but I recall um, the uh, initiate candidates, uh, initiation candidates, went had our little group darshans with Sanchi over uh, on the side there where everybody else did. But it was he. I mean, I don't know. If people have seen picture with him sitting in the um, the wicker chair. It's just very special being outdoors in the summer. Uh, it was just such a beautiful time here. And uh, like Kevin, th- this room here has quite a special <coughs> remembrance, uh, again, with Sanchi there. And it was a really large initiation, I think, partly because it was the first one on the West Coast. And, and, uh, and then there was also a big one in Surrey, because a lot of people were still in Surrey preparing there. But we all sat around here uh, early in the morning, and, and uh, I just remember it was... Maybe it's true for a lot of new initiates trying to get the Simran right the first time uh, going into meditation. And I've said this before, I, uh, I've been to, went to India a few times, and uh, I know at least on two trips, uh, a couple times during the morning, before the morning meditation, uh, Sanchi would repeat out loud the Simran, and I just remember that very powerfully. Um, just that um, that connection there. I think in retrospect, you know, we, the masters talk about this, but you know, you think of all the things in your life that bring you uh, to the master, and you you, you kind of go through the the uh, various uh, paths, and 
I think it really is true when you think about it that the master really chooses us. We don't really choose the master. I mean, we we're um, meant to come to this path and be initiated, and it's uh, all part of the grace. There's one thing I just wanted to read. It's something that um, uh, I had a tape a long time ago, the long lost of um, a Baba Somanat satsang, and somebody was translating. And there's just this one prayer that um, that um, I think about, and uh, it's part of this longer satsang. And Baba Somanat says, the soul makes a request to the master. Beloved master, please unite my soul to that nam for all eternity. Please liberate my soul from this world and allow me to meet you. First of all, I would like to express my gratitude to the Sadhguru for bringing us all together. It is entirely His grace, and particularly for me to come and be here. I know that I was not planning to come, but somehow it happened. It happened in His will. And I feel very grateful for that. Also, I feel grateful for the program here, singing His glory, sitting in meditation, doing the bhajan and simran, and listening to His holy satsangs. For me, it would not have been possible unless that day when Sanji came here for the first time, unless that had happened. And that happened because something before that happened. And that was, even though I had heard about the path through the scriptures, we know all the bhajan, dhan dhan, sadhguru mera jada vichriyanu melda, Hail, hail to the Sadhguru who united the separated soul. But I have known that bhajan from my childhood. I have never understood its practical meaning as to what it stands for, what the Master is saying. And that became possible after coming under the protection of Sanji then one begins to understand the part. It was by chance, though I must say that we were seeking, going to Gurdwara, going to the temple, going to the mosque, going to the churches. Uh, to me, they were all open. And uh, I was at peace wherever I went. It was not, but I could not understand what is going on what the meaning of it is. And the question which formulated later on in my mind was that as my work as a uh, scientist, uh, I was doing the research in what we call classical mechanics, I could understand how one comes to understand science and uh, uh, can create its extensions. But what about the spiritual aspect? How does 
one come to know of it. How, in other words, can become a person, an ordinary man can become a saint? This, this was a natural question in my mind. But anyway, after that we came across, by chance, a notice in the university with which I was associated. Uh, the notice showed a picture of Sambhava Kripal Singh. I had never heard his name, I had never seen him, and uh, it was in 73. It was just after he had come, a year after I should say about, he had come to Surrey uh, here and Montreal then. But then reading the notice said that uh, there is going to be a satsang and uh, uh, the master is not going to be there but uh, satsang will be conducted by some of his initiates. So I talked to my wife, I said, well, look here, this is the situation. If you would like to go, because I was afraid that she is going to say no, because I came with uh, so many different things, let's go there, she would say no. <laughs> and uh, But I was surprised when she said, yes, we'll go. <laughs> so we went to the satsang. And uh, uh, there were, you know, young satsangis, uh, they are still with us and sitting uh, <coughs> over there. Uh, it was a room in the university, uh, <coughs> student union itself, small room, and uh, so they were sitting, reading, and, and tape. And the message was very strong. <laughs> so naturally, we, that was the first one, and then we began to go. With His Grace, it continued. And then they said, well, uh, you have to get, uh, uh, be a vegetarian. Uh, vegetarian, uh, because in the path demands vegetarian. So I began to think, it doesn't make a difference to me, because I was more or less a born vegetarian. I became later, began to eat this and that. It's not a difficult for me. But then after that, they came along and they said, look here, uh, why don't you get initiation? And that was uh, uh, Master Kripal's uh, representative in Edmonton. And I said, because my uh, I had to go on sabbatical leave, and I was planning to go to Delhi, I said, well, we'll go, we'll get the initiation from Sambhava Kripal Singh. I did not at that time know that there really there's not much difference between the two, but anyway, this was my thought. And as it happened, last day of the satsang in Calgary, it was announced that Baba Sankar Paul Singh left his body. That was early September, when we were ready to go to Poland, where our first day was. And that uh, put us through now, but we were silent, and that's all right, whatever be in his will. We went along, but I must say that all after that, all along, the Master Power has taken care of us, so far as path is concerned. Because we were in Poland, he took care of us there, and then we were in Delhi uh, from there, because we were planning to go to Delhi. We stayed there for a couple of months, and we wanted the children to study over there, so that they can know some uh, local language like Hindi, and English, of course, was available there and we wanted them to go to uh, a school. And the principal, uh, this was a missionary school, and the principal said that, uh, well, uh, when we took the children for admission, they say, I'm sorry, it is winter and we are closed for winter, so we cannot accept them because we are closed. I said, well, you have any suggestion then? Because we are new to the situation. She said, yes, you can go to Missouri, and I said, well, Missouri admission may be difficult. She said, no, I'll arrange it. So she arranged it for the children, and we took them over there. Then our way back, I said, Martha, well, if you like, this is Dehradun, and we can go to uh, Manukandra. She said, yes, we should. So uh, we came to the Dehradun at the bus stop, took a taxi, uh, rickshaw driver, uh, and we went over there to, he knew where the place is, and uh, when we reached there, uh, it has a big uh, uh, 
wall uh, with big, big fence of iron, uh, very uh, huge. So we are standing outside, not knowing where the gate is, not knowing who the person is. <laughs> and uh, we stood there for a moment. And meanwhile, uh, two young people came on the bicycle. They stopped. And one of them stopped and he says, have you come uh, here uh, at the Monkandra? I said, yes, we have come. And all of a sudden he says, I am master the representative to receive the foreign guests. And, and when I heard that, I was surprised. Uh, but he was arranging. And so we stayed for a few days over there uh, in Manukendra, in uh, Rajpur, where Master Sandhava Kripal Singh lived, and where he gave quite a few satsangs. And books came out, uh, you see, heart-to-heart talks, for example. And uh, so it was a very loving experience for us. One of the ladies from California, she was there. She said, talking to us, she said, you know, I'm a secretary, I'm a typist, and I'm talking, uh, I'm typing some Baba Kripal Singh's satsang that he has given writing. And uh, I'm happy to do that. But if Master had given me just to pick up leaves from this garden, I would have been equally happy. The devotion of those people naturally touched us. And we were there also in Savanasham, where Taiji treated us as if we were initiates for a very long time. All different types of secrets he shared with us, which we were reluctant, but that was her job. But Anyway, after that, we came back, heard of Sanchi, and then 76, he was supposed to come. Uh, no, he could not come. Then in 77, when we heard that he's coming over here, then we came. And uh, it was a very unique experience for us. We came via uh, ferry from uh, Calgary to Edmonton, to, excuse me, to Vancouver by plane, and then we took the bus, uh, came to the ferry station, and that's our effort. And uh, so we were here, and then I saw Sanji for the first time. Uh, he had come from the airport, as you heard, outside, just outside of this building, uh, where the parking is. Now, uh, he sat down. And all the Sangha at that time who had come, there was a large group of uh, dear ones, stand, stood around and he sat and they were all looking at him. And for the first time I realized what a darshan is. Because I've heard the word darshan since my childhood because of the environment. Uh, the word is used quite often. Then I understood its real meaning to have a darshan of the satsang. And some Baba Kirpal Singh says, the real darshan is when you see him within. You see, say, darshan parshya guru ke janam maram dukhjaya, that is your suffering of birth and death is washed away when you see the master within. So, that some Baba Kirpal Singh, he mentioned that it is within, but that's the outer darshan. And some Baba Sanji explained that quite very interestingly in his satsang. But anyway, we were very happy to see, uh, have his darshan. And then he gave the satsang. And the first satsang that he gave, to my understanding, was in a college in here. And uh, there was uh, uh, Tara Singh from Vancouver. He is initiate of uh, Kripal Singh. He was there too. So we were listening to the satsang. And after satsang, we didn't talk about the about Sanji, or content of the satsang, we were talking about Papu. How can he translate such a difficult aspect of Gurbani so naturally and clearly without any effort when he has no education of reading of scriptures, he has not much education in English, and his English is flawless, and we were talking, and I could not overcome it because I'm associated with the academic life, and I know how difficult it is to learn a language, and particularly two languages. And I know, Gurbani, I know when Sanji was quoting, he was quote anywhere four to eight lines. And by the time he finishes the last line, we forget the first one. 
and Papu will take the first line, second line, third line, fourth, all along without any flaw. And this, to my mind, was very, very uh, impressive, extraordinary. And uh, it stayed with me till I realized fully that it is Master of Grace. It is not humanly possible. It's his grace. <laughs> you see? And uh, so, after that satsang, uh, we had more satsang, and then came the day for initiation, and we were here before him. He gave the initiation. Whatever experience he gave, we were very grateful for that. But at the end, I did ask a question, because Sanji invited the question. So I said, well, Sanji, you are here, and we are here too. What you have given with your grace is fine. But now, after this, eventually, at the end of this tour, you are going to go back to India, and we are going to be here. What then? <laughs> he said, well, Mansa Singh, no, don't worry. Master is always with the dear one, Satsang is initiate. So he very clearly told that, and his grace has been naturally there and helping us on the path continuously, because he is, I find his teaching to be in the tradition of the classical masters, masters of the old age, uh, previous masters, I should say. And uh, so, as a result, I find is they are beautiful teachings, and they are very naturally impressive, uh, catch the heart. And uh, so, we got this initiation, we went back home, and there is another associated incident which I may mention. At that time, uh, uh, my younger brother, who is here in Canada, in Calgary, uh, he was at that time working as a teacher in, uh, in northeast of uh, Edmonton. And uh, his wife, who is here, she was expecting at that time, and I happened to call to see how, uh, if uh, everything is okay. And she was born about the same day as we got the initiation. And now she is here, she is initiated, her mom is initiated, her dad is initiated, all the family is initiated. And I feel that it is when the master's attention is on you, and you sincerely, your attention goes somewhere else, it is master's attention, it's the master's grace that is going. So it has all his grace that not only we were able to come, but other dear ones were able to come. And then, with his grace, he came to Calgary, when next time, which was 1980, he came to Calgary and stayed there for a day, gave the satsang over there, and then I realized, seeing him, that because I introduced some of the people when he was giving interview, and I realized he, he doesn't need that intro introduction, because he knows the person he knows without, without saying anything. Because there was one very, very good scholar in, in research, he was from Poland, and when he saw him, Sanjay began to talk directly. He says, I know the difficulties that you're in. It is difficult for you people to have initiation, but if you think, then we can work it, work it out. In that spirit he spoke. And so then after that, no, I, I didn't have no introduction, because I knew that he's knowing, all-knowing, and he can know without any difficulty, any. Um, uh, so, uh, other incident came, when our Kudi, uh, they were living in our neighborhood, they came, and uh, they came to see him in 1980, outside the house, and he began to talk to them as if he had known them all along. And and I, I knew that that gentleman, uh, Dr. Agarwal, that's his name, his mother was very, uh, was initiate of Sant Baba Kirpal Singh, very great devotee of, of him. And it is, he knows his disciples, because I have felt all along that Sanji, that Sant Baba Kirpal Singhji came to us in the form of Sanji, because we came to the path at the time of Sambhavakir Paul Singh. He took care of us all along when, before coming to Sanji, in the form of Sanji, and now, and in 1992, he came 
to A and K in Calgary. It is, of course, in the uh, countryside, close to Rimby, Alberta, uh, but uh, Calgary Sangat is associated with that. So is Alberta Sangat. So it was all Alberta Sangat, the seva that they did in that old place. Uh, it was all his grace, entirely his grace, and is still there. And uh, whenever there is occasion, we are very happy to uh, sit there in his remembrance. So Master's grace is continuous so far as I can see. And if we keep looking in his direction, he is there to help us because to whom, to those people who he has initiated, he is within them. Master is eternal. And first thing which I heard when he came over here was that those people who say the Master has died, bring them to the court and ask them to, the question, why did they adopt a Master who is subject to birth and death? Master is Nam. Nam is eternal. He goes back to Nam is eternal and his inkling with us is with us. And he has to take care of us if we keep looking to him. So I want to thank you, the management, for giving me time to share happening all Sadhguru's grace and thank you all. I'm going to play a, a, a DVD from 1997, Bombay. This is the translation of the message which was read out in the first satsang. <coughs> this is a message which Sanji has given to all the dear ones. <coughs> Understand the feelings of my heart, appreciate it. Dear children of true lords, Hazur, Savan and Kripal, in the holy name and in the true and pure remembrance of my great master, many greetings to all of you on the happy occasion of the new year. I wish that the new year may be filled with all the happiness for all of you and you may always be on the path of progress. Dear ones, all the rishis and munis, masters and prophets, in their own times and in their own languages and words have warned us, have cautioned us that we do not know when and from where the hawk of death may come and snatch us away. He doesn't care if one is big or small, woman or man, rich or poor, white or black, whether one is from the east or the west. Once he comes, he cannot be postponed. He doesn't fear anyone, he does not spare anyone, he does not give any concession to anyone. In fact, he is very punctual and after coming at the exact time, he shows us his face. He takes our life away with him while we are still crying, screaming and pleading. It is said in Gurubani, neither any king nor any lord remains, nor any or fakir, everyone goes as per his turn, no one consoles anyone. In his satsang, Supreme Father Kripal Singh Ji, while mentioning the death, usually used to recite this couplet in Urdu, no one is aware of his death, no one knows about one moment, but is collecting things for a century. It means that we, the forgetful jivas, have forgotten the death and forgetting it, we are collecting the materials for the centuries, even though we do not know whether the next breath will come or not. True Lord Savan used to say that the amazing thing is that we ourselves carry, carrying our relatives and friends to the cremation ground, consign them to the fire, but never we have made our cunning and foolish mind realize and understand that such a day has to come to us also. And one day, all of a sudden, we will have to leave the market of this world. We are not aware of that moment. Gurubani says, open your eyes up and see where are your friends and brothers. One is going, one will go. Everyone goes on his turn. Sufi Saint Farid Sahib says that the bones break and one feels pain at the time of death poor soul is taken out by breaking the bones. Kabir Sahib explains 
When the pranas are separated from the body, the ghosts call him near. No one keeps him even for half a moment. He is thrown out of home. He has also written, One's wife, whom one loved so much and who always lived with him, even she runs away saying, Ghost, ghost, when the hansa, the soul, abandons the body. <coughs> Bhagat Namdeji has drawn the picture of this moment like this. He says, Duryodhan and his hundred brothers used to say, Mine, mine. Their kingdom extended to a long distance. But when they died, not even the vultures ate their bodies. Ravana was very mighty. His kingdom of Lanka was made of gold. And at his door, the elephants were tied. But in one moment, everything became someone else's. The words of the saints are very clear. They don't leave any illusion. Guru Nanak Sahib has said, that, oh dear ones, don't think that the death will come after asking the astrologer the appropriate date and time. He has said that the death does not ask for the auspicious occasion, neither it asks for the date and day. He has bundled up one, he is bundling up another, and all will be beaten up. He even made it clear that do not think that the death stinks only the poor ones and spares the kings and the emperors. No, brothers, his sting is the same for all. We have seen the sultans being reduced to ashes. Nanak says everyone goes breaking the love with the falsehood. So dear children, as I send you the greetings with much happiness and enthusiasm, I also in much emphatic words and with hearty feelings and love want to tell you that come to senses and work with wisdom. Wake up from the deep slumber of attachment, maya and ignorance. Open up your eyes, understand the truth, recognize the death as the truth and life as false. Collect that wealth which may help you at the end time and which may go with us while departing from this world. As you all know that all the saints have told us the importance of human body. They have said that only in this body can we meet with Lord Almighty. The other bodies have not been given this privilege. Kabir Sahib says, Kabir Sahib has explained the glory of the human birth and have tried to explain to us the work which is the most important one and which cannot be done in any other body by saying this. He says, the body which is craved for even by the gods is the body through which one can devote himself to God Almighty. Remember God Almighty, do not forget as this is the only advantage you can take of this human birth. Guru Arjan Dev Ji says, the best body among the 84 lakhs of creation is the human body. God Almighty has given it the glory. He who misses on this step comes and goes and suffers the miseries. <coughs> At another place, Guru Sahib says, You have got the human body. This is the only opportunity you have to meet with Lord Almighty. All other works are of no use. Meeting with Sat Sangat, meditate only upon Nam. Dear children, all this I always tell you in the satsangs. But today, I am repeating this in more powerful words so that you may listen to this with much attention. Understand it and start following it from today itself. Dear ones, understand the feelings of my heart and appreciate it. Make my words part of your life. Devote more and more time in meditation so that I may get some comfort. I may get help in performing the duty which my great master has given to me. May the burden be lessened and may you receive the grace and pleasure of both the great masters. Dear ones, this time will not come again. Once you lose this, you will repent and cry. What more can I say to make you understand? Listen to the plea which is coming out from the depth of my heart. Understand me and from today itself, or rather from this moment on, apply yourself to bhajan and simran with all your strength. If our earnings are pure, life is clean, and if we have faith in the Master, our meditation will flourish soon. So come, let us attack and march towards the court of the Master, and earn his pleasure and make our this life and the life beyond worth it. The Viper of Your Shoes, Vajayab Singh.
ਪਿਤਾ ਪਰਮਾਤਮਾ ਸਾਵਨ ਕਿਰਪਾਲ ਦੇ ਚਰਨਾਂ ਦੇ ਵਿੱਚ ਨਮਸਕਾਰ ਹੈ ਜਿਨ੍ਹਾਂ ਨੇ ਸਾਡੇ ਗਰੀਬ ਆਤਮਾ ਤੇ ਰਹਿਮ ਕਰਕੇ ਆਪਦਾ ਜਸ਼ ਕਰਨ ਦਾ ਮੌਕਾ ਦਿੱਤਾ ਹੈ salutations unto the feet of supreme father's lord almighty saavn and kripal who having mercy on the poor souls have given us the opportunity to sing their glory tade age kabir sahib da chhota jaya shabd rakhya janda hai gaur naal sunna hai kyunki santan di vaani anpavi hundi hai aur jo kuch oh bayan karde hai akhi dekh ke oh karde hai waise ਸੰਤਾ ਸਾਨੂੰ ਵਿਚਾਉਂਦੇ ਗਏ ਕਿ ਇਹਨਾਂ ਨੂੰ ਅਸੀਂ ਵਿਆਸ ਦੇ ਵਿੱਚ ਪਸਾਈਏ ਕੋਲੂ ਦੀ ਬੈਲ ਦੀ ਤਾਈ ਇਹ ਰੋਜ ਹੀ ਤੁਰੇ ਫਿਰਨ ਲੇਕਿਨ ਜਦ ਅਸੀਂ ਭੁੱਲੜ ਜੀ ਉਹਨਾਂ ਦੇ ਉਪਦੇਸ਼ ਨੂੰ ਦੂਸਰੇ ਨੰਬਰ ਤੇ ਰੱਖਦੇ ਹਾਂ ਪਹਿਲੇ ਨੰਬਰ ਤੇ ਦੁਨੀਆਦਾਰੀ ਰੱਖਦੇ ਹਾਂ ਉਦੋਂ ਫਿਰ ਉਹ ਵੀ ਸਾਨੂੰ ਬਹੁਤ ਸਾਰੀਆਂ ਮਸਾਲਾ ਦੇ ਦੇ ਕੇ ਸਮਝਾਉਂਦੇ ਹੈ ਕਿ ਕੰਮ ਸੇ ਕੰਮ ਇਹ ਨਹੀਂ ਤੇ ਇਹ ਮਸਾਲ ਸਾਡੀ ਸਮਝਾਣਗੇ ਉਹਨਾਂ ਦਾ ਮਕਸਦ ਇਤਨਾ ਹੀ ਹੁੰਦਾ ਹੈ ਕਿ ਸਾਡੇ ਭੁੱਲੇ ਆਤਮਾ ਦੇ ਘਰ ਦੀ ਦਸ ਪਾਉਣਾ ਹੁੰਦਾ ਹੈ ਅ ਬ੍ਰੀਫ ਹਿਮ ਆਫ ਕਬੀਰ ਸਾਹਿਬ ਇਜ਼ ਪ੍ਰੈਜ਼ੈਂਟਡ ਟੂ ਯੂ ਐਂਡ ਇਟ ਸ਼ੁੱਡ ਬੀ ਲਿਸਨ ਟੂ ਵਿਦ ਮਚ ਅਟੈਂਸ਼ਨ ਬਿਕੋਜ਼ ਦ ਵਰਡਸ ਆਫ ਦ ਮਾਸਟਰਸ ਆਰ देयर ਐਕਸਪੀਰੀਅੰਸ ਦੇ ਸਪੀਕ ਆਊਟ ਆਫ देयर ਐਕਸਪੀਰੀਅੰਸ ਐਂਡ ਦੇ ਡੂ ਨਾਟ ਮੀਨ ਟੂ ਕੀਪ ਅਸ ਇਨਵੋਲਵਡ ਇਨ ਡੂਇੰਗ ਦ ਮੈਡੀਟੇਸ਼ਨਸ ਜਸਟ ਲਾਈਕ ਦ ਬਲੌਕ ਆਫ ਦ ਆਇਲ ਮਿਲ ਇਜ਼ ਟਾਈਡ ਐਂਡ ਹੀ ਗੋਸ ਅਰਾਊਂਡ ਐਂਡ ਰਾਊਂਡ ਜਸਟ ਚਰਨਿੰਗ ਦ ਮਿਲ ਮਾਸਟਰਸ ਡੂ ਨਾਟ ਮੀਨ that we should always go on doing the meditation but when we do not understand the words of the master and when we, and when we do not give the priority to the meditation and when we bring it on the second number and when we give the priority to the worldly things then the masters in order to make our forgetful minds understand give us various different examples of this world hoping that if not by this example maybe by some other example we will come around and we will understand and we will do the work for which the masters have come in this world ਹਮੇਸ਼ਾ ਹੀ ਮਸਾਲ ਦੰਨਾ ਹੁੰਦਾ ਹੈ ਉਹ ਫੇਰ ਅੱਜ ਕਿਉਂਕਿ ਇਹ ਸ਼ਬਦ ਨਾਲ ਉਹ ਮਸਾਲ ਬੜੀ ਹੀ ਅੱਛੀ ਟੁੱਕਦੀ ਹੈ ਉਹ ਇਸ ਤਰ੍ਹਾਂ ਹੈ ਕਿ ਕਿਸੇ ਦੇ ਬੱਚੇ ਨੂੰ ਖਾਣਾ ਬਦੋਸ਼ ਉਠਾ ਕੇ ਲੈ ਜਾਂਦੇ ਹੈ ਪਿਤਾ ਦੇ ਦਿਲ ਅੰਦਰ ਮਮਤਾ ਹੁੰਦੀ ਹੈ ਉਹ ਆਪਦੇ ਬੱਚੇ ਨੂੰ ਜਿੰਨਾ ਜ਼ਿਕਰ ਭਾਲ ਨਾ ਲਵੇ ਉਹਨੂੰ ਸ਼ਾਂਤੀ ਨਹੀਂ ਆਉਂਦੀ ਦੀ ਹਰ ਖਾਣਾ ਬਦੋਸ਼ਾਂ ਦੀ ਜਦੋਂ ਰੋਜ਼ ਸੰਗਤ ਕਰਦਾ ਹੈ ਸੋਭਤ ਕਰਦਾ ਹੈ ਉਹਨਾਂ ਦੀ ਉਹ ਭਾਸ਼ਾ ਸਿੱਖ ਲੈਂਦਾ ਹੈ ਉਹਨਾਂ ਦੀ ਉਹ ਬੋਲੀ ਸਿੱਖ ਲੈਂਦਾ ਹੈ ਉਹ ਜੇ ਉਹ ਕੱਪੜੇ ਪਹਿਨਦਾ ਹੈ ਉਸਾ ਹੀ ਉਹ ਕਾਰਿਕ੍ਰਮ ਕਰਨ ਦੇ ਵਿੱਚ ਖੁਸ਼ ਹੈ ਲੇਕਿਨ ਪਿਤਾ ਚਾਹੁੰਦਾ ਹੈ ਕਿ ਮੈਂ ਇਸ ਨੂੰ ਇਹਦਾ ਕਰ ਦੱਸਾਂ ਕਿ ਕਿਸ ਤਰ੍ਹਾਂ ਇਹ ਭੁੱਲਿਆ ਹੋਇਆ ਹੈ ਖਾਣਾ ਬਦੋਸ਼ ਉਹਨਾਂ ਨੂੰ ਕਹਿੰਦੇ ਹੈ ਕਿ ਜਿਹੜੇ ਜਿਨ੍ਹਾਂ ਦਾ ਅੱਜ ਘਰ ਇੱਥੇ ਹੈ ਕੱਲ ਨੂੰ ਹੋਰ ਕਿਤੇ ਹੈ ਸੋ ਇਸੇ ਤਰ੍ਹਾਂ ਹੌਲੀ ਹੌਲੀ ਉਹਦੇ ਪਿਤਾ ਮਿੱਠੀਆਂ ਮਿੱਠੀਆਂ ਗੱਲਾਂ ਪਿਆਰ ਭਰੀਆਂ ਸੁਣਾ ਕੇ ਉਸ ਨੂੰ ਆਪਦੇ ਸੰਪਰਕ ਚ ਲਿਆਉਂਦਾ ਹੈ ਫਿਰ ਉਹ ਇਹ ਵੀ ਚਾਹੁੰਦਾ ਹੈ ਕਿ ਮੈਂ ਇਹਨੂੰ ਉਹਦਾ ਘਰ ਦਿਖਾ ਦੇਵਾਂ ਕਿ ਤੇਰਾ ਆਹ ਘਰ ਹੈ ਤੂੰ ਇੱਥੋਂ ਦੇ ਰਹਿਣ ਵਾਲਾ ਹੈ ਇਹ ਕਾਲ ਤੈਨੂੰ ਚੁੱਕ ਲਿਆਇਆ ਹੈ ਇਹਨੇ ਸਤਪੁਰਸ਼ ਦੀ ਸੇਵਾ ਕੀਤੀ ਇਸ ਵਾਸਤੇ ਤੁਸੀਂ ਇਸ ਦੁਨੀਆ ਦੇ ਵਿੱਚ ਹੋ ਅਗਰ ਜੇ ਤੂੰ ਮੇਰੇ ਕਹਿਣ ਦੇ ਮੁਤਾਬਕ ਅੰਦਰ ਜਾਵੇਂ ਆਪਣੇ ਆਪ ਨੂੰ ਪਛਾਣੇ ਆਪ ਦਾ ਘਰ ਪਛਾਣੇ ਕਿ ਕਿਹੜਾ ਹੈ ਫੇਰ ਉਹ ਬੱਚਾ ਵਾਪਸ ਆਪਣੇ ਘਰ ਜਾਂਦਾ ਹੈ ਇਸੇ ਤਰ੍ਹਾਂ ਇਹ ਤਾਂ ਇੱਕ ਮਿਸਾਲ ਹੈ ਸਚਾਈ ਕੀ ਹੈ ਕਿ ਕਾਲ ਨੇ ਤੁਸੀਂ ਅਨੁਰਾਗ ਸਾਗਰ ਪੜ੍ਹਦੇ ਹੋ ਕਿਸ ਤਰ੍ਹਾਂ ਤਪਸ਼ਿਆ ਕਰਕੇ ਆਤਮਾ ਮੰਗ ਲਈਆਂ ਉਹ ਪਰਮਾਤਮਾ ਨੇ ਦੇ ਦਿੱਤੀਆਂ ਲੇਕਿਨ ਇਹ ਵੀ ਇੱਕ ਇਕਰਾਰ ਹੋਇਆ ਕਿ ਜੋ ਆਤਮਾ ਮੈਨੂੰ ਮਿਲਣ ਵਾਸਤੇ
but he sees that he is living with the gypsies, he is eating like the gypsies, he is dressed up like the gypsies and he likes to do all the things which the gypsies do and he does not remember that where he belongs, who is his father and where is his home. So, but he wants that his son should come back to home. So what he does, he goes and talks to him sweetly and he tells him about his home and gradually when the child spends the time in the company of his father, then he comes to realize that he does not belong to the gypsies, he is not one of them, he is different than them. And in that process, sometime, somehow the father wishes and he becomes successful in taking him to his home and showing him that this is where he belongs, this is a real home. So lovingly the father tells the child that, dear one, you were taken away, you were kidnapped by the gypsies, this is not your home, your home is somewhere else and you do not belong to them so later on when the child is convinced he agrees to go <coughs> with the father and in the end he returns to his original home to his real father this is just an example but what is the reality as we have read in the Anurag Sagar that how negative power did the seva of the Satpurush and in return he got the souls to develop his own place and how at that time all the souls were given to the negative power but at that time this agreement was also made that if anyone would if any soul would want to come back to the real home and if anyone would remain in the remembrance of the god all, of god almighty then god almighty himself would come down in the form of the saints and he himself would <coughs> for that search for that soul and he himself would inspire that soul and bring him back to the real home. Dear ones, ever since our soul has been separated from God Almighty, we do not know that how many times, how many hurts and palaces and buildings we have made, but never our soul has been able to remain or live in that, in those places forever. Always she has to leave that place empty-handed and always there is someone else who comes and becomes the owner of the places. موسیقی कदे बद्दुआ नहीं दिती ये जरूर है कि हे परमात्मा तू इन्हें नुबकश इन्हें नुपता नहीं है सिक्की कर दे हैं। A worldly father has so much love and the attachment for the child that he does not feel peace and he does not rest unless he is able to trace his son and unless he is able to bring his back to his dear home. Just imagine how much love our true father God Almighty has for us. He comes and he lives. <coughs> among the gypsies and he dresses up like the gypsies, he does everything like the gypsies and uh, he tells us about our real home but we are not ready to even listen to him. The least we can do is go with him. We don't even want to listen to him. But he has so much love for us, he has so much attachment for us and he gives us so much of the comfort and he comes and lives in this world which is full of sufferings for our sake and we don't want to listen to him. What to talk about taking advantage of his coming and going back to our real home. We even torture them, we give them hard time. Many great masters, the masters of the highest orders have come in this world. But how we the worldly people have bothered them, we made them sit on the hot coals, we made them, we cut their bodies with the saw and in that way, in many different ways we torture them. But never those great masters who came in this world to take our soul back to the real home have 
ever cursed the soul. In fact, they always pray to God Almighty. They always ask for the forgiveness for those souls, those who become the cause of their suffering, those who torture them from God Almighty by saying that, Oh Lord, they do not know what they are doing, so you kindly forgive them. I'm going to stop that there because I want to play one other one. One of my favorite endings.